Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Today we are joined by Chris Pavone. He is a certified insight coach, host of the Chris Pavone Show podcast, and former WWE superstar. Man, Chris, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, guys. What is up? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We are very excited to have you here as well. Uh, It sounds like you've had a really remarkable life. Um, I would really love to hear more about how you got here. How did you get to this point? So yeah, the point where you mean like the point where I'm currently at today. Is that right? Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Give the abbreviated version if you need to. <laughs> yeah. And it will we'll end up covering most of this anyway, I, I'm sure. So yeah, abbreviated version would be I was always somebody that had Big dreams. Well, I think everybody has big dreams. I think the ish, the the difference is whether we follow them or not, which we can get into. Uh, so I felt very fortunate to have a big dream ever since I was a kid, and that was to be a WWF wrestler. Um, and when I was twelve years old, I had that desire. And then when I was in high school, I still had that desire. And everybody's graduating from high school, and what are you going to do? And you know, I, I want to be a pro wrestler. I, I remember my girlfriend at the time, Marianne, was sick of me talking about wrestling and I was obsessed with it. And so I, um, I went to the local, you know, the local university in my, in my hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. I attended Youngstown State University. And I went at the time strictly as like <laughs> almost a default. Now, I don't want to downplay that because that education – was important and, and it really ended up being important later on in my life. But at the time I thought I'm going to be a WWF wrestler. I guess if I have to go to college, um, I don't know, I'm an artist, I'll major in art. So <laughs> I actually ended up getting an art scholarship to that school, uh, not a full ride, but it paid for some of my tuition. And um, yeah, went to, went to uh, university and then started searching out, pro wrestling schools and I did that it took a couple of years actually to find the right school and um and we can maybe circle back to this but I think that's a example of us doing the work but still it's on God's time you know it's God's timing is perfect um anyway ended up finding a place because I needed something that would work with my school schedule so I knew enough about the pro wrestling business to know that you needed to have a quality school train you. So the only thing stopping me from picking any school I wanted to and packing up and moving there was my deal with my parents that I would finish college. So I needed to be in Youngstown, Ohio during the week. Um, Finally found a school that met on the weekends in Louisville, Kentucky that 
was Ohio Valley Wrestling. They were a a feeder system for the WWF. I thought, wow, what a great pl- what a great place to to begin. And um, only kind of problem with that was Louisville, Kentucky, is a six hour car ride from where I lived in Youngstown. But I thought, you know what, this is my only option. I want to make this work, and that's what I did. So I for a year. I drove 12 hours round trip every weekend to train in the ring for about two hours and uh, did that and um, ended up graduating from college and immediately moved to Louisville, Kentucky, where I ended up getting, eventually getting a contract with the WWF, which by this time had changed their name to WWE, same company, just different name. (laughs) And so then, you know, kind of there's a lot in there where I, I wrestled and um, was about to debut on SmackDown and then got fired <laughs> for disciplinary reasons. And uh, that was a whole thing in itself. Um, but it was a beautiful thing looking back on it. Uh, God was uh, needing to remove me from a situation and uh, ended up getting on the right track and then got back with WWE. And um, that was in 2008. And then... Um, I left them in um, in December of 2010, and at that point in my life, I was 30 years old, and I thought, you know, I got to live my dream and, and be in the WWE and everything that came with that. That was that was awesome, and I was at peace with it, which was a huge is a st- still today a huge blessing. Um, and I, I knew I was going to be done with wrestling, so now what do I do? Well, that that art degree that I got. Uh, ended up helping me get my foot in the door to be a art teacher. And uh, so because of my degree, I was automatically certified um, to, to teach art uh, in, in Florida from kindergarten through, through senior, the, uh, through 12th grade. And so I got a job at an elementary school because of that. And um, I, so I got hired with no experience and, of all the things I did in wrestling, wrestling huge men and, and getting beat up and being in front of thousands of people, that was fine. I Teaching school scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was doing, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like in the school. And Hillsborough County Public Schools has hired me and I'm going to be in a classroom with, with people's kids. Like, I don't know. Like, but, uh, and then I had, I had a year to take some tests and pass some certifications. And then I had, three more years to get my permanent uh, teaching certification, which, which I did. And, um, and looking back through it, God was with me through the whole way. And I just, I'm now in my ninth year of teaching. Um, but then, you know, so I'll pause for a moment. My first few years in teaching, my mindset was I got to do the childhood dream. How cool. Uh, very fortunate. Now it's time to, settle down and get a job like everybody else get a nine to five that's you know mm-hmm. and i was cool with that but after a couple of years i didn't know this was in me but that entrepreneurial spirit started to god started to wake that up a bit and i started to think man um maybe i don't want to teach for the next you know 28 years or whatever until i'm 62 and can retire and uh, i kind of I'm, I'm kind of not totally down with this nine to five, you know, routine, or in this case, seven to three, you know, whatever. Um, so I kind of noticed that. And then as time went on, I, I uh, started looking more and more into uh, you know, this entrepreneurial uh, 
listening to entrepreneurial podcasts, you know, Dan Miller's 48 days to the work you love and ultimately led me to get into coaching. And, um, and that's been a neat path in where I'm at now over the last year and a half, uh, two to two years, I've been building my coaching practice on the side while I'm a full-time teacher. And really in the last, um, you know, seven or eight months that coaching has, has been going really well to the point where, you know, as the school year closes out, ultimately the goal is to move full time into being a full time, you know, life coach. And, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and it looks like that's, that's going to be what's next on the horizon. So that's, that's how we got here. <laughs> Man, Chris, there's so much that we can digest in that. I know we don't have time to get to everything, all the questions and all the richness that you've had a chance to experience in your life. I love, love, love that God has played an important role in your life as far as where you're at, where you've been, and where you're going. Absolutely love that. So in a lot of ways, there's so many people who would be like, and you touched on this, there's so many people who are listening to this and, and going, man, Chris, you achieved, you accomplished your goals way back in the WWE. WWF, you were there, you did, you, you know, you lived the childhood dream. Uh, that's huge, big stage, you're wrestling, you're having fun. Uh, you, you know, you're kind of getting played for, uh, you know, paid for playing and hanging out and enjoying that. What did it take to accomplish your dreams in the WWE? And how did that empower you to accomplish more in your life after WWE? Yeah. So, and if I heard that correctly, you said, how did that play? How did that help me accomplish my dreams in the WWE? And how did that play a role later on? Yeah. So, and I think it's really, if, uh, if you have a dream and I believe everybody does, and this sounds cliche, but I'll unpack a little bit more. And a lot of cliches are cliche. They become cliches, I think, because they're true. Yeah. That's right. We, we hear them so much, but if you have a dream, man, it's there for a reason and you need it to just go for it. So my desire to want to be a pro wrestler, man, you know, that, that was so strong. It just, you know, I was just going to stop at nothing to, or at least, at least at the very least, I was going to try my hardest and, and give it everything I got. Cause then at least, you know, if I didn't make it, I was just like, okay, well I tried. Uh, but but it was like at the same time that wasn't an option you know like i just was just gonna make this happen and if we're not careful oh so to, to the second part of that question has that helped me moving forward today it's helped me a, a lot because my my coaching reminds me it's, it's the same feeling i get as I had in my wrestling. So that's a good indicator to me that you know this is from God this I'm on the the right path and um and i was gonna say when we when we do do something in our past if we're not careful we can kind of minimize it um cliff ravenscraft helped me with that a lot because to me wrestling i knew that was cool i recognized yeah that was a pretty neat thing but at the same time you know other guys that you know there, there was also like i don't know 300 500 men and women that i knew that also were you know in the WWE at some point so and this is it was my life it was who i hung out with so it can all seem very common too and um and i remember cliff was the first one to kind of help me see like dude that's a pretty cool thing 
<laughs> that you should, you know, you can help other people with. And, and so it's that believing, that desire, uh, which helps me today. It's because, you know, when I first started out on this journey to be a full-time coach, you know, there's those thoughts, those voices go, I mean, I, come on, dude, like, like, really? Like, come on, like, you're going to make it enough to, you know, support yourself and your family and, and health insurance and benefit, like, really, come on. And it's like, being able to look at our past, you know, scripture, there's scripture that talks about that. I can't think of it specifically, but it, I, I used to have those same thoughts with wrestling, but they were the desire to want to, to get there would always override it. And I think that's what we just need to focus on. You know, keep our eye on the prize and, um, and, and not worry about failure because like there is no failure. It's just learning and getting up. And I love that. Yeah. I, I, I love that because I was specifically, I was listening to Tony Robbins earlier and he talked to us about how adults, as adults, we lose that desire to persist. So, of course, we have kids. We have one that's uh, about 18 months old now. She's learning to walk. But when we're trying to encourage our kids to walk, when they fall down, do we sit here and do we tell them, oh, you tried, you're all right, you don't need to walk? No, absolutely not. We encourage them to continue to get back up. We stand them up. We, you know, we take our hands and stand our kids up so that they can learn and develop this idea of persistence. And I love what you're saying, both about the WWE and what you're saying about you know life coaching and stuff like that. Anything worth doing is worth pursuing. So what is your definition of persistence? And is there a pattern that you've had to learn or develop in order to continue to push through the hurdles. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a great question. I think it's just just staying the course no matter what, and again, not worrying about. Uh, what people think. I think one of the biggest things that trips people up is what, pe what are people going to think about me? Am I going to look stupid? And just kind of really knowing that your goal and your dream is, is so much bigger than all of that, you know? And um, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. People are worried about themselves anyway. Like nobody's, <laughs> or, you know, when it, as far as that goes. And, um, and yeah, I think consistency is key. With, with anything, any goal we have. Um, and, and it's kind of like, this is a Tony Robbins thing. It's, it's trying out what works and then changing our approach as needed and, and staying consistent to that. Yeah, I love this idea that he was talking about earlier where he said you don't ever actually fail at something. If you try it and you don't ever actually fail, what you do is you get results. And so with that mindset, with that ideology, if you want different results, you've got to change the action. You've got to change what you're doing in order to get a different reaction. You see, if, if you fail at something, if you fall down, if you don't get back up, that implies or encourages that you don't have anything to change. You've screwed up, you're done. You don't have to worry about getting or switching up those results. It's one of the things I absolutely love about what Tony Robbins said uh, earlier today. Um, so you are a, obviously a very strong person. Um, you take life as it comes to you. <laughs> um, you are currently living, or you're currently working as a life coach, a husband, a school teacher. How did your dreams expand after WWE? 
Yeah, great question. So kind of like I mentioned at the top, my wrestling career was over. Um, again, big blessing in my life because I, I've, when I got fired in 2006, I experienced that like, you know, this was my life. I just got to get back to WWE and Vince McMahon. And I've since seen that, you know, in, in, in other sports too, where guys, it's like, I mean, there comes a time and a place where you physically can't do it anymore. So, so I was very uh, happy to, again, be at peace with it. And then I, I did have, you know, one of my dreams was to, I kind of glossed over, but to have a, you know, quote unquote normal job. And, and could I do that? Like I was determined, I think to prove to myself that I, that I could do that. And um, so I got to accomplish that in, in getting a, a teaching job, um, which was because that was cool because that looked in, I remember going to a job fair in January of 2011 just to see what was out there. And, and that yeah. was good for me to put my ego aside because I used to come from this place of I'm a, I'm a wrestler and that's what I do. That's all I'm going to do. And so to be like, you know what, I'm just going to just, just going to see what's next. And um, that was kind of exciting, but scary too. And I remember going to this job fair and, and I had been thinking about, what I was going to do next and through some prayer and, and journaling and working with my coach and mentor, uh, I came up with teaching. I thought, but then I thought, man, you like, how do you it reminded me of how do you get into pro wrestling? Like, how do you become a teacher if you don't go to school for it? I'm, I graduated college 10 years ago at this point. Like, how do you even do, you can't go just apply. And, and um, I remember being at this job fair and talking to whoever was in charge of the, there was a thing for Hillsborough County public schools and he was saying, yeah, you, you needed your educational degree and this and that. It just, I, I forget what he said, but it, uh, it sounded like a bunch of stuff I didn't have, you know, <laughs> but then he goes, but you, have, but the most important thing is, is you have it here. And he pointed to his heart. I remember thinking, Oh, that's easy. I know all about that. And teaching is kind of something I feel like I'm, I'd like to try. And so then I thought, well, um, you know, who, who, how do I get into teaching? Well, let me ask a teacher. And, and I did that. And I got, I got guided to um, the steps of doing it. And then those doors opened up. And, and so, um, you know, I think the original question was how, how's that led me to achieving my, my how's wrestling has led me to achieve dreams later on. Was that, was that the original question? Yeah. How did, how did your dreams expand after WWE? Expand. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. So teaching became, became one and that's how that those doors opened up. Um, right. And then, and then I thought, well, like I'd mentioned, I thought this was, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm a wrestler now teacher. And then that started to change and, and, and new dreams opened up. And, um, I think my past experiences helped me realize like, it's okay to, you know, want to do something new or to, to try something else. Um, cause I, I thought that, yeah again i got to do the wrestling the childhood dream now this is really cool wow i became a teacher this you know didn't go to school for it a series of events led me there um and for a moment i thought maybe something's wrong with me like why do i keep until i heard like why do i keep changing my mind and it's really not changing our mind i think it's just the evolution of ourselves until i heard dan miller say he's like as an entrepreneur he goes i'm a three to five year kind of guy <laughs> He's like, and I'll get bored after, after three or five and I'll change. I'll want to try something different. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's, I think that's, 
that's inside of me too. Man, one of the things that I love about what you're hearing is this idea of labels and mindset. So your story, you had this idea, this label of, hey, I'm a WWE wrestler, you know, throughout grade school, throughout high school, once you got there. And once you understood that, hey, I'm a WWE wrestler, that persistence came easier. Hey, I have a six-hour drive to get to, to, to Kentucky and a six-hour drive back. That's nothing in comparison to being a WWE wrestler. And I love what you're saying because when you understand how you label yourself, your dreams become a reality. It sounds like you also did the same thing when you decided that, you know, your WWE career was over. You decided, hey, you know what? I want to be a teacher. I want to help out. I want to help others. You changed your mindset from, hey, I'm a WWE wrestler. When that was taken away from you or when you quit, that you left that identity and that label there. Mm. And when you were able to do that, you were then able to focus and direct your identity, your mindset, your perseverance in a different direction towards teaching, towards life coaching, towards helping people in a different way. I would love to hear your perspective on what labels and understanding your own identity what does that mean to people? If somebody has their own identity of, hey, you know what? I'm a failure. I'm never going to be able to accomplish that. What does that mean? Because I'm sure you've seen people trying to get into WWE. People have tried to get into teaching. People have tried to get into these different things, and they haven't been able to get or to accomplish some of these same plans. What does identity and self-labeling mean to you? Yeah, I think it's a, man, it's huge. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, <laughs> you know? Um, because if you think those thoughts, there's a difference between, I think, the negative voices that are, that are going to show up, because we all are going to get those. There's a difference between that and then believing and just accepting and sitting in that. Um, because I'll, you know, have something you know, the voice might say, and, and, and especially early on is really, because once we start getting some momentum, those voices get silenced, but they can still, they'll still pop up. So if I, you know, hear somebody say like, dude, you know, is this, uh, is this it for you? Like, is this really going to happen for you? I mean, come on. And it's just, it, it, it recognize it, but then just ignoring it and, and, and taking the action anyway. Um, because I mean, mindset is, is so big and uh, it's, it's really just believe, having the, um, the faith and belief in yourself and that, and that, you know, you, you deserve it. I believe there's a dream in your heart. It comes from God. And then he's therefore equipped you to do it. Um, and just like me and wrestling, like there, where do, I don't know, what are the odds that like I, I was good at fake fighting as we used to joke about, you know, like it's just, and there was no way to know that until, until you got into it. If, cause there was no youth leagues for pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I always had this desire in me and I just kind of had a natural ability for it. Of course I worked hard at it and, and honed my craft and all that. Um, and I just feel the, uh, you know, the dreams that are placed in us, God equips us for, I think we, we need to, we need to do the work, not because we have to earn it, I think, but that's how else are we going to learn? You know, God places all that stuff out there for us. And um, 
I think another yeah, important. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I see mindset's huge. It's just no matter what, believing that, you know, this is what I meant to do, this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna stop at nothing to make it happen. I love that. And, and yeah. so one of the things that I often tell people that I, I'm working with or live videos and stuff like that is a lot of these goals, they seem like Mount Everest, right? That's a, an illustration I love to use. And so many people expect to take one giant leap and reach mm. the top to reach their goal, yeah. reach their weight loss goal. You know, for example, weight loss is something that I've personally been working on. So it's very front of mind for me. Uh, and we expect to be at our goal weight. We expect to jump in and, and be in the WWE. We don't look at the work and the concentration that comes with that mindset is, hey, and one of the best ways to do that is understanding the moment. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I want to be in WWE. Okay, what do I need to do to get there? Okay, I want to get down to 150 pounds. What do I need to do to get there? And I think one of the best ways to do that is by chopping these things up into moment wins. You, you mentioned a second ago wins and, and being able to achieve these small goals. When you win at a moment, so going out to eat, for example, if you decide not to, you know, if, if you put a vegetable on there, there, that's a small win. Those small wins add up so that you can accomplish your goal. Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to the family life movement podcast i hope you had as much fun as we did to hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation join our free facebook group by searching for the family life movement see the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes also if you're enjoying the podcast please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.